good to see each and every one of you this morning. So I know you woke up sleepy because we had that spring ahead. And you know what? Some folks forgot to set their clocks by the looks around here, didn't they? <laughs> so when I got in this morning to church, I knew everybody was missing that one hour of sleep because usually they had that big bright smile on their face. They had that, that frown this morning. Before you guys woke up grumpy, you missed that one hour. Give it a day or so, and you're going to realize that this is exactly where we need to be, doing exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be here worshiping God today, and as we worship God, we can let His peace and let His love and His joy fill in your heart this morning. My goodness, I want to share with you some of the things going on in Los Angeles Baptist Church. If you're visiting this morning, so if you're visiting with us, we want to welcome you. Actually, you can fill out the invitation to call you find in front of you. Uh, place an offer place to come around to me at a regular meeting. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're online joining us this morning, we also want to welcome you. If you consider coming right here in our sanctuary and spending some time with us, you get to know us and see what God is doing at Ralph Nadley Baptist Church. We yesterday, the Eschatology Book Club and the church library got together and hosted a field trip. We went to the PAC Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. It was a lot of fun to be pictures out next week, pictures on our, our Facebook page, and pictures on our website as well. So, but I want to tell you what kind of fun we had with that. There were 27 people there. On top of that, we had eight cars. And true to a Baptist church, we had a picnic style lunch. But when we were over, we had three pieces of ham there. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We went there and we saw all kinds of neat things there at that CAC Museum. It, it was a neat place to be if you haven't seen it before. I want to encourage you to kind of get those tickets inside. Uh, really cheap, and it was a lot of fun. Takes about two hours to visit everything inside there, and of course, get out there and it's just a short drive down to the state park to see the Dinosaur Valley State Park. You can actually see the dinosaur tracks inside the river, the Tulsa River there. So you'll see some of the roads as well. And back a couple of years ago, you actually could stick your hand in the tracks, but it seems like they kind of turned all those off now. So with that, but uh, it was really neat. Bring them out there. 
bring up. Right? It's a perfect place to bring them, and, and you know, it's a safe place to have a right there. So bring them to Friday, March 25th. Introduce them to Brother Josh, and I'll witness to them, and you'll find out if they really are married to Phil or not. Amen? <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to remind you that outside on the foyer, there is a study that is next Thursday for our women's Bible study. And she will pick one up if you're a woman. Fill that out. We have faithful and great and great for us here in our event, our women's Bible study. So questions on there, kind of like what steps you can come in, what will bring you in, that kind of interesting things of that nature. So if you don't mind picking one of those up, picking that out for us, I'll be a great and appreciate that as well. Also remind you, church, that we are currently observing our family on Sunday. I know the church gives that monthly now, but some of us still want to donate to that individually. So if you wish to do that, you'd like that on your check. Or your offering envelope, we will direct you to our family on Sunday. We will offer that to the North American Mission Board for the Southern Baptist Mission and for the Baptist Church of Texas. And missionaries do directly to our people here in North America. Thank you. 
comes back, we're going to see him. Amen? One of these days he's going to come back, my Bible tells me, and the saints will be with him. And I cannot wait for him to bust open those skies with that shout, with the trump of the archangel, and the dead in Christ to rise first, and we're going to see him. We're going to see them, and my heart will be made whole. One of these days, he's coming. It sure seems like it's sooner than later now, doesn't it? And I know people keep telling me all the time, Pastor, you don't know. Of course I don't know. I don't want to know when he's coming back. It's my job to tell you that he's coming. It's your job to agree and trust him to say, yes, he's coming. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Get down in this world and say, Jesus is coming back. As sure as the sun is going to rise tomorrow, the sun is coming back.
statement. God says, Moses, you tell them I am has sent you. Not I was, not I will do it. You tell them I am right now is sending you. Remember, the, the title of this morning's message is enough. And I want you to know that Moses is coming to God, and his problem is, right now, is a problem of faith. It's not that God is speaking to him. It's not that God is sending him. You know what's funny? In the Baptist church, that's usually a problem, isn't it? Is God really sending me somewhere? You want to know what the truth is? Yeah. God is sending you to speak to those people who don't have Jesus. Amen? We need to get up off of our lazy backside and go and reach those who are lost and those who are dying in their sin. We need to bring the gospel to them. If we don't bring the gospel to them, then it seems like nobody else is going to. We need to do that. Here we have God speaking to Moses in a very powerful way. I am all that you will ever need. I'm all that you will ever need. Now, that may be quite satisfying, As you probably know, Moses is kind of need something a little bit more than I am than I am. I need something more than that. Yeah, 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 I need more than that. I need something tangible. Here's a 
you could do anything if you had a background set on. I remember when I was about five, we jumped out of a tree in North Carolina with one of those teeny tiny parachutes that come on the little army man thinking we were both that. We did not go down. We fell down. But if you've got God on your side, you need to learn that you can have the confidence of that four-year-old in a Batman shirt. You can do that. Moses didn't quite have that confidence. I need something else. And God says, what's that in your head? Moses needed a stick to do something with. And I want to ask you a question. Have you come to the point in your faith and your relationship with God who's saying, God, I know you called me. God, I know you're speaking to me. God, I know you're wanting me to be a part of this church, but I need something else. Well, I want you to know God has a stick. God's got a stick for you. Please remember that we have this picture of Moses. He fled from Pharaoh. He's a murderer. He's on the run. He eventually meets his father-in-law, Jethro. He marries the poor and church to become a shepherd. What's important is that he says, God, I need just a little bit more. God says, I need to Remember the power of the Lord's message. Enough. God is enough. He is enough. Have you ever been like that? You ever said, Lord, I need just something a little bit more. I need a little bit more encouragement. I need a little bit more direction. I need you to go ahead and tell me one more time. It's torturing me. It's torturing me. And I can't do anything because it's constantly making me. 
Paul cries out and says, I'm not drunk in my flesh. It's a stick. It's a corn.
righteous. Wrong. Wrong. No matter what, we can never be righteous enough. There was one who walked on this earth. There was one who gave his life for us. There was one who shed his blood for us. There was one who suffered for us. One who gave his life on Calvary's tree. One said, I will pay your price. One said, I will pay the price. I will do it for you. Bible says that you only try to pay it out of love. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. For where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Think about that for a second. He is enough. And when the law entered, when we began to realize that how we're living and the sin we're being a part of, when it entered in our hearts, we began to realize how wrong it was. When we found out lying was wrong, when we found out the drug abuse was wrong, that alcoholism is wrong, that spousal abuse is wrong, that pornography is wrong, that staying away from God's house and God's people is wrong. When the law entered, then the offense started to abound. Enough. And what's here about it, the Bible tells us, abound is much more. I can't help but give you the old thing to say. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. I love that so much more. Where sin came in, when you finally realized how bad it was in your life, and you finally realized how bad you were in God's eyes, then grace did much more about as you look for the cross. And incidentally, I want you to follow me on the camera. Here God said, do you still need a stick? I've got one for you. And it was on Calvary's tree where my son shed his blood and gave his life because I love you. And incidentally, that is enough. That is what the gospel is all about. Do you need a stick? You got one. Do you need a stick? You got one. Oh, God, I got a sword in my flesh.
one, but don't get me started on the soapbox. I, I can get on those guys. They all love that little spiky hair group. They all wear a frayed out jeans with low cut converts, and they all sound like they're teenagers, even though they're 65 years old. I can't stand that. And they want to act and relate to that. I want to get old friends for me. I had a visitor come to me Thursday in my office. He said, Brother Josh, what are you putting in your hair? I'm like, you don't find me. Everybody's a critic and everybody hates what you do and hates what you say. And then the only thing we can agree on is that Jesus Christ is Lord and that He is the
you do all those offerings and upstones, body moves, your support missionaries, your WMU, you got men's Bible studies, ladies' Bible studies, prayer breakfast, you're doing all these wonderful works. You even went to Glenwood. I know your work. I know your labor. I know your toil. I know the times you've been on your knees praying and praying and praying. I know your work and your labor. And I know your patience when things weren't going the right way. And you said, I'm trusting in the Lord. And you waited and you waited and you waited until God turned it around from sure defeat into certain victory. Oh, God, that's way to do that. Amen. There's a way He can do that. I'll tell you what, just to get off for a second. Oh, God has a way of turning smoky, fiery furnaces into dance halls of victory. Our God has a way of taking children's sack lunches and feeding 5,000 with it. Our God has a way of taking a slingshot and a smooth soap and killing giants with it. Our God's got a way of bringing victory out of certain defeat. Our God is enough. Amen. And here he's speaking to the church at Ephesus. I've got this against you. I know what you've done good. You've been working good. You've been laboring good. You've been patient right to the very end. You can't say it, baby. You can't do You stand up like a good sister church and say, hey, go to what's going on in hell. Praise God. No homosexual weddings up in hell. Praise God. You can't bear those for evil. Amen. There are churches.
love of Him. Our love of Him, our love to worship Him, our love of Him and what He did for us, our love of Him, a love relationship where we walk hand in hand in the fullness of the day with Him, where we know Him and the power of His resurrection, and we know that our God.
says, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. They sing it. They preach it. They teach it. They believe it. They live it. That is all Oh, God is holy.